Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Life of the Lost. I'm Sam. And I'm Megan. And this week's episode is sponsored by Brown Lab Media. Brown Lab Media is a creative community helping to create and promote original content, personal brands, businesses, or anything media-related by people of color. So if you have a chance, feel free to check them out. It's The link is www.brownlabmedia.com. Almost failed that, but <laughs> it's okay. We're moving forward. On right, to so this week's episode. Um, so the topic of the day is... Kind of taking time for yourself, but focusing on like real life events that are happening right now, if you want to go into it a bit. Okay, so yeah, I guess uh, bringing things into perspective. Um, earlier today, I was uh, talking to you a little bit about the Brooklyn Nets and um, how this player called Kyrie Irving is took maybe like a few days. No, let me not say a few days, maybe like a week or two or three weeks even uh, for personal family time. That's what he told the organization, and that's what the media knows. They don't know any more much of that to that extent. I know that tonight, uh, about a few hours ago, he had his first press conference since this whole kind of ordeal happened, and he was just kind of very vague and just kind of explaining that, you know, he needed to take time uh, for himself to be with his family during, I guess, a family emergency of some kind. Yeah. So I guess it got you thinking a little bit too, like... Just about like taking time uh, for yourself, and if it's appropriate, like if you get to a certain level, I guess. Like I mean, he's a of appropriate. Uh, well, that and like your professionalism, right? Because he's like a professional basketball player, and I guess a comment that really stood out to me was well, one of the commentators was saying like I got so much shit and backlash because. I said, you know, take time for your mental health. I hope he figures out whatever it is going on. And it's just interesting because it sounded like a lot of the fans and people who are watching were commenting on on how he shouldn't be taking time for himself. Yeah, and, you know, I guess that's kind of like the question of the day, right? Um, do people of that stature like Kyrie Irving, like LeBron James, like Deshaun Watson, uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, do those kind of people uh deserve or deserve i guess those kind of time away from them f their uh time away from the game and with their family so yeah when you brought that up it was a pretty interesting perspective on that and i think a lot of a lot of things go goes into that especially you know these guys are superstars and my personal opinion on the subject is i think that there's a very, very slim margin of acceptability with, with that being said. Um, when you get to a professional level. Yes, 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 of course. Because, you know, there's a lot of people who depend on you. You know, not just only the fans, but, you know, it's a, it's a huge, like, machine. Like, a money-making machine. And you are a very integral piece of that machine. And if you're not there, you know, you're going <laughs> to... You're gonna have problems, and I just I wish I could have been a fly in that room, you know, with the with the with his agent and and the you know going the back management, and forth. yeah, just trying to piece together what's going on. Um, I guess the example you kept giving me was you know having that middleman, right, like the agent going back and forth to like somebody, you know, he tells his agent, you know, look, like I'm taking personal time, 
this is how it's going to be. And then the agent or the middleman, whoever goes to the coach and is like, you know, it's going to take some time. And the coach flips out and is like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, he needs to come here now or he needs to call me. And then the person goes back to him and it's like, hey, like, this is what he said. And, you know, just kind of going back and forth and just that conversation and how that might have played out. Yeah. It's interesting, too, because there's like um, a movie kind of revolving around something like that. I think it's called uh, it's about the NFL draft. And it was really cool because it's like it was a movie based on the Cleveland Browns and their one of the years they were drafting really high. And it was just like the amount of things that was going on behind the scenes that no one knew about. But the movie was explaining Mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, we're going to we're thinking about taking X, Y, you know, uh, somebody at four, you know, and uh, do you do you do you want that pick or not? Because if you don't want that pick, you know, I'm going to trade you three, three third round picks to you in return for another first round pick but I, it's just weird i'm just confusing just myself. all of these things behind closed doors yeah yeah and conversations and kind of like you know pure pressuring in terms of like just a lot but i guess it's just interesting you know going back to the root of it um i just uh i wonder what what, what was going on but at the same time i do think that majority of the time if i i'll just say this if i was you know an nfl player i i definitely would put everything above uh my career above a lot of things and i'm kind of like not on that side uh kind of the opposite of you because at what point like of course you put like a lot of things but we have no idea what he's going through we have no idea like if this is a conflict of interest because you know they signed james harding you know is he upset because he wasn't a part of that i have no idea this whole him getting in trouble for you know covid regulations but i guess the interesting part about it is like where where do you draw that line like if if your dog dies obviously you'll, you'll probably play right but say like your mom or a family you member dies is, I think I think it's just being honest, being upfront. Mm. You know, if if I was that mm. stature and I was a Kyrie Irving and something horrible happened to my family, mm-hmm. I'd be like, look, like I'm even tell the media, like, look, like you know, you know, my 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 mother's dying, or my my sister is dealing with a life threatening condition, and I need to be with them, and I'm sorry for you know letting my obligations down and you know don't pay me that's fine like i just i have to take care of this and i just Mm -hmm. hope you guys understand because i think if that was if he would have said that and i think that that might have cleared the air and i think that would have gotten people to understand Mm -hmm. and i think it wouldn't have been that much of a fiasco in the news world because the reason only reason why they well they had signed a player called james harden from the houston rockets and he's like a superstar player. And the only reason why they signed James Harden was because they were unsure if Kyrie was even going to continue playing with the Nets. It was mm-hmm. that bad. They didn't know. And they had a th- another superstar named Kevin Durant. And they needed Kevin Durant to feel secure and to feel like he wanted to still play for the Nets. Mm-hmm. So the best you know, route, route the organization said was, let's bring in James Harden mm-hmm. because we need, we, need a, we need some glue to keep these, this thing together. Because mm-hmm. we're we're in win now mode, you know. Mm-hmm. We we dished out a lot of assets to get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and um, yeah. So um, that's probably to get back to it again. I think that's probably what I would do. Just be honest. Yeah, just and honest it's interesting because I feel like yes, at the same time, as much as you want to be honest, I think you're gonna get scrutinized either way. I think you know if if 
say your dog was your best friend and that was the only family member you had um, and, and your dog was dying and that's just a level of importance to you, you know, and what the media n- and your fans, you know, might not think of it that way and that's kind of where you have to, I feel like, draw the line for yourself and kind of say, step back and say, all right, well, I'm going through something, like, it's not anybody's business, I just, you know, but I understand his stature, though, and that's where he where, is, that's so that's kind of... <sighs> it's not like you're just, like, yeah. a work, right? You, j- I'm just, like, I have to take time off because something. Right. No, you're, like... <laughs> but that's an interesting subject, though, too, is, like, work, and I guess kind of bringing it down to our level because we're not, like, professional athletes, is it was interesting because when my grandma died, I wanted to be able to take, like, a day or two off, um, but I couldn't unless she raised me unless she's immediate family you're not you have to take your like you have to do your hours right it has to be the paid time off it's not sorry i'm getting all confused (laughs) it's not paid time off you have to take annual leave which is something that you build up right that's something that you have a bank for and it kind of it was a bummer and then when my cousin died i i just took off that day after i figured it all out kind of it was this back and forth fourth mass of if he really died or not and once you know we figured out he did I was like I'm done like taking AL for the day and thankfully my boss is super kind about those things and wasn't like getting upset because I did it last minute but it's just interesting kind of bringing it back down to our level and and what people or what your job deems to be adequate yeah you know what it which it which is in of itself a it's whole nother ball game it's weird, you know, it's it's situation by situation and based on who you are as a person and the things that do in- initiate that feeling like I can't I can't go to work. Mm-hmm. I have to take care of this or I have to be with the people who I need to be with. Mm-hmm. And it's scary too. Uh, you're, you're, it's scary at both sides of the uh, coin because, you know, let's just I guess bring it back to the NBA or let's just bring it back to your passions right things that you guys are passionate about at what point do you kind of say i have to not continue one day with my or a few days or a week or two from my passion of what i've working so hard to to get to and knowing that every day is that working hard it needs to happen for Mm -hmm. the thing to move and to snowball Mm -hmm. and to be like i can't I, i have to take care of this yeah and it's just interesting i guess it just i'd love to see like to get a tally of like all the people who were following their dreams and at one point or another decided not to based temporarily based on taking care of or taking yeah taking care of family issues because i'd, I'd want to know like what's their breaking point you know like what what's acceptable for them to kind of just be like i can't to maybe even to themselves maybe there is nobody else that is looking at them or maybe there is right like mm-hmm. maybe you're a group in a group right uh you're a, a dancing group i don't know create a creative like art department you know that that everyone's relying on each other mm-hmm. um or a band mu- musical band um or even a team you know like you don't have to be the pros to to really um want to give it your all and and be passionate about it um and to, to wake up every day in the morning at five o'clock and just go into the gym and just like just pump freaking iron like you're you're gonna die tomorrow you know yeah um yeah but it's like it's crazy i just wonder because Kyrie, bringing it back Kyrie, he didn't look well <laughs> he looked very troubled he looked like he didn't get sleep he looked like he was just crying he looked like a man that that was just a shell of himself yeah. you know um 
Yeah. And it was interesting because I know I know nothing about basketball. And so kind of looking at that press conference, it was interesting because I know nothing about him either. You know, you watch your favorite like stars, superstars, and you can kind of get a sense of their personality based on maybe the press conferences or the social media that you follow. Uh, but I know nothing about him. So it was interesting because in the beginning you were like, ah, it's so disrespectful that he has this because he was laying down like kind of on his hands and his chin was on his hands and you were talking about how it's kind of disrespectful and I was on the opposite end thinking like I don't know like is he like is everything okay and the second that somebody asked him if he was okay he just he just nodded his head and it was one of those things like you know when you come home from a bad day at work or something and somebody's like are you okay and you just let it out and you just cry or you scream or whatever it is like however you release your emotions it's like that that one person just any anybody just are you okay like you don't really want to you don't want to say it and if you say it it's just going to all come out that's just kind of how i interpreted him yeah yeah i definitely have my reservations um about him because i guess i followed him a little bit too and i know that he's like a pretty like a me 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 guy mm. like if he's not happy no no one's happy the team ain't happy i mean i, I think i followed him a little bit and when he was in the boston celtics definitely uh with when he was with the cavaliers he got his that was when lebron james won um the nba championship for the cavaliers and cleveland i think never had won a title and he brought it he promised him a title and he brought it in the title and Kyrie was like a very pivotal point and he was a younger guy and after that championship Kyrie kind of didn't want to play with lebron anymore because he's like not nah, like I'm not going to have my success shadowed oh or shadowed yeah. by yours. I'm going to do my own that. thing. Mm-hmm. And I guess he dipped. Yeah. And then LeBron went to the Lakers because I think he came back to the Cavaliers after he won a championship with Miami hmm. and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's Little, interesting. Uh, it's interesting history. because it's kind of like, when do you feel like, I mean, sh- I don't know. This is kind of like off topic, but when you have like talented people around you and especially like on a team, wouldn't you want to be a part of that? Or is your pride so high that you're just kind of like you want to be the sub- superstar completely because you get all of these good players. Don't I mean, isn't that a good thing? It is in theory, right? Until like your ego start getting in the way. Yeah. Like it's so frustrating and it's so annoying because it's funny how like these, you know, even uh, James Harden and Kevin Durant, I didn't know, but they like played back when they were with the Thunder as as kids and like you know rookies, and they went their separate ways because both of them felt like each was overshadowing their mm. career, only to come back and be like, dang, like yeah, we we're just kids, you know. I think that we came we came back and we're more seasoned and we know how to want we want to win mm-hmm. because that's the thing, right? When you're young, you're just sta- you're just chasing stats, right? Yeah, and stats is very one dimensional. But then as you get older, your perspective starts to change. Yeah. How many years will I be doing this? Like, dang, I, I see my, you know, I see this dude. He I, he was in the same draft class as me, and he won a championship. Right. Like, uh, man, MVPs are cool, you know. The top is, you know, triple doubles are cool, but I want to win a championship. Yeah. And then it's like, dang, I have to win a championship. I have to, you know, take away my ego because it's a team sport. You yeah. You can't, can't just take the whole team on your shoulders. Right. And especially as you're getting older and more seasoned, you know, you're not as quick as you used to be. Yeah. And LeBron James realized it, you know, and that's why, you know, he's winning with uh, the Lakers because he he's a team player. 
it's interesting too because like Colin Coward, you know, brought up the fact where, you know, like LeBron James, you know, family man, you know, he uh, he's he has a great work ethic and he's strong mentally because of that of the family and because of that maturity dynamic. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, everyone who comes to play with LeBron is a hundred percent like let's all business mm-hmm. like let's go like let's let's enjoy let's win. Same with Tom Brady. He's married. He has kids. Mm-hmm. All business. All yeah. family. Um, like Kevin Durant. Yeah. Not really like he. He's oh yeah, I think we had this conversation one time before. Really? Yeah, about like the family dynamic and just about how professionals play. You know, with a family dynamic, because you have more to lose, right? You have people to feed, right? You're making millions of dollars, but you have more, you know, to lose. And when I you just don't think it's more of a connectivity. It's not even about people to feed. When you're in a family, you're part of a unit. And when you're part of a unit, mm. you understand what teamwork is. When you're single, when you're a bachelor, you don't you don't care. Although, unfortunately, and maybe fortunately, all those feelings are so raw and so pure. And you could just, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. I fuck this and just walk away. Yeah. And no one's there to be like, yo, like, relax, dude. Like, you think about it. Like, can you feel? Can you, like, see how this is affecting other people? Yeah, like, you know, like, you know, and and even even your kids, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like, and then, like, so when you have them, you know, you're just, I see this, like, you're just kind of like, dang, like, you you want to, you -hmm. want to so bad. Like, I don't know, maybe you want to just, like, start throwing punches, like, because in, in the, in, you know, in a game because somebody elbowed you and just, just duke it out. But you're like, dang, like, that second of, like, I can't, (laughs) all right. You know, just like just walk it off. You know, like mm-hmm. that that's kind of like the difference. I, th- I think that's what Colin Coward was trying to make um, in a uh, comparison. Obviously, yeah. there's always exceptions to everything, but that overlying factor can't necessarily be ignored. Can't be proven, but can't be ignored either. Yeah. Um, so this is interesting. You know, I guess how a family kind of s- stables you. It 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 bring it breeds maturity. Right, because I guess with the family, all break it down. Right, all of that comes with responsibilities, mm-hmm. the day in and day out of keeping, you know, <laughs> keeping up with your job, keeping up with your your responsibilities in the in the unit of of the family, and for whatever reason that transitions and that transcends everything in your life, mm-hmm. well, in your work. Maybe you have more patience. Though that's mm-hmm. what it was, right? Yeah. That they that these guys, Tom Brady and 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 um and uh, LeBron James, they have more. patience patience that's what he said it was patience because he's patient with with people who when things aren't going right patience mm-hmm. keeping the ship steady even through ad- adversity even through the, a huge like just storm mm-hmm. and when when that happened with like Kyrie no patience got, got angry got agitated yeah. I don't want to be on this team anymore this team ain't winning I don't know what to do I can't speak for the other guys but I'm here to win mm-hmm. and a difference between yeah. like yeah, you know, like we got some things to clean up, but you know, I still, I still believe in, believe in this team. I believe in the, in uh, in the ethics that we run this organization with, and, and uh, to the next game, you know, we brush off, we keep moving forward. Yeah, you know, that, it's that <laughs> mentality. Perfectly said. Yeah. Well, it's interesting <laughs> watching press conferences and kind of seeing, kind of the durability of the players and their mind how they hold themselves, you know, if they're, like, slouching, if their shoulders are nice, if they're sitting up straight, if they're, like, you know, how they position themselves, I guess, is just all around kind of tells a lot. And it, what I thought was interesting the other day is you telling me that I know at least the NFL players are under contract 
to have like these press conferences to come and actually talk and they're forced to yeah it's wild yeah i was just thinking about i know this is kind of off topic too but thinking about ab um antonio brown and how he have you been following um antonio brown he just kind of was a basket case last year and kind of just went off the deep end and he's having like problems with his partner he was probably having problems he was just seen doing a lot of things, saying a lot of things, just really just out there. Um, and it could be attributed to, like, the amount of cu- concussions he had. He could have, like, the early symptoms of CTE. It could be a lot of things, right? But it was interesting because he did play with Tom Brady for a little bit on the Patriots, and now he's back with him on the Buccaneers. And I w- I've been watching his social media just, just to see, like, if there's, if there's anything there because when he was with the Raiders and – the Patriots, he was just constantly posting, constantly, like, always in drama. There's always police around. There's always just some kind of, like, family inner turmoil. And now it's just been really silent. I mean, it's there's posts, football posts, things like that, but it isn't, like, <laughs> there's this video of him throwing, like, gummy d- gummy dicks at his at his ex and, and police officers. And it was just, like, it was just out of control. Like, he, his life was just this ridiculous like spiral that everybody was following on social media uh but right now i just have to think that tom brady you know took him in and it's like just don't 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 just stay stay away from all of it just stay away from all of it and kind of like took him under his wing and just helped him out in that way and i even went so far as looking at tom brady's account and seeing if he had any pictures of ab because being at that statue like that that stature that level you want to make sure your the people you're around the people that you're posting you know they're kind of on that same level and i was like okay if he has pictures of ab maybe ab is doing a lot better and there was there was one of him and ab um it wasn't like them standing next to each other but it was like kind of like a collage a montage of them but you see tom brady patience understanding Mm -hmm. your assets Mm -hmm. right understanding that you at the end of the day need antonio brown's skill set Mm-hmm. You can't do it w- with your own. You need to be smart enough and patient enough to work with problem guys. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, LeBron James has, you know, proven too. He can bring people together and things can mesh. I don't know how he's able to do it, but I think, like I said, patience is like the key, the name of the game. You're saying, you know, like, they're not. Tom Brady and Antonio Brown aren't friends, really. There's a huge debate on that, right? Because yeah. it's like, yo, like, I don't see, you know, Tony Brown going golfing with Tom Brady. Tom Brady loves to golf. Hmm. I don't see, you know, like Tom, he's doing it because he understands, right, that he needs, he needs him. Yeah. It's, just, it's a mutual symbiotic relationship. Yeah. You know, one needs from the other and either side wants to win, you know, after, you know, Tom Brady wraps it up or, you know, I doubt, I mean, we'll, we'll see for ourselves, yeah. but I doubt that they're going to be hanging out, f- hanging out together. Yeah. Um, no, that's really true. So it's just interesting. You know. I like that. For 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 better or for worse, you know, Antonio Brown's staying out of trouble, and Tom Brady's getting what he needs, which mm-hmm. is a very skilled, dynamic wide receiver mm-hmm. to take him to the Super Bowl, which is what they both want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure they take, you know, time for themselves in kind their of own way. Of like my band back in the day. Yeah? Yeah, because, you know, there was, in my, in my band, you know, um, that I used to play with, there was like some some guys who who didn't really have it together, for whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe, maybe at the end of the day, some people just have it and don't. Maybe it even transcends having a family or not. Mm-hmm. 
I tell people just understand what it takes to win and understand that it doesn't necessarily matter about what they feel, right? They could just talk. I remember having conversations talking to me blue in the face, how it doesn't matter. And I'm just like, yo, like, just, just hit all these words hit me. It's hit off me, hit off me. And I'm just like, if I go with you, <laughs> can we get this done? Do you, that's all I heard, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I hate this. I, I can't do this because of that. I can't yeah. do this. Oh man, this sucks. And I'm just like, how about this? I'll come with you. I'll say, I'll do this with you. Let's, let's figure this out together. Yeah. In my mind, like, did I really want his, like, I, yes, I did want his well-being. Yes, I did hope that some of me would rub off on him based on me going to doing these things with him, based on me, you know, having the patience to sit with him and get his life in order so that everything can run more smoothly. Which but is interesting. Like, do you want to bring an example of that? Because yeah. I have one. It's um when, I remember when you were younger, I was texting you, we were like maybe 14, 15. It's like, what are you doing? And you're like, oh, I'm going um, store to store to help my friend get a job. Yeah. And that was just a really interesting, an interesting example because I was like, what do you, what do you mean? Like he can't, in my head I was like, he can't do it himself. Like I don't understand. But now talking to you, now I just understand like you might have not wanted to do that. You didn't want to go walk store to store, you know, down each avenue just to present somebody or kind of hold their hand. I did that with multiple people, multiple times. And why? Because I wanted to win. <laughs> I'm dead ass. I will look this camera dead in the face. I wanted to win. And I wanted to do whatever it took. I don't care how many L's I had to take. If I can get my team to the finish line, I'm going to do that. And why? Why did you need to get him there? Because I, ju I, I need soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I needed him to pull his weight. And I couldn't, I couldn't just double my income at the time. I needed him to do like pull his weight, bring his money in. And yes, I did have my fears if he did get a job, like how responsible would he be with his money? Which I'm like, f it, let's worry about that when we get there. <laughs> and yeah, and for the most, and what's interesting too is like you know I I did have one one guy in particular who um who did gravitate towards me and who I did help him and I did set him on the right track, and then he. He beat himself mentally, and he started hanging around the wrong crowd. And, you know, well, the rest is kind of history. And I don't know. I don't. He's just he's just not in a good place when I last left him. Um, I don't know how he's doing now, but I hope for the best. But um, it's like one of those, one of those, like, press conferences, right? Where it's like, you know, like. We parted ways, and I hope for the yeah, best. You know, we, yeah, I just. Mm -hmm. Just mutual parting. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was no mutual parting. But anyways, yeah, just bringing back to the point of just patience. Mm -hmm. It's just interesting to me, like, just talking out loud, right? Like, just mm -hmm. thinking about all those <laughs> sacrifices that, you know, the patience for the greater good of, of what you want to accomplish. Did you ever take time for yourself when there was, you know, something that happened in your life at all? Or did anything big happen while you are in a band? Um, not really. <laughs> I was very gun ho. I mean, I remember my my mom had like, like she oh had yeah, an aneurysm, and she went going into surgery. A brain aneurysm. A brain aneurysm, and she was getting it removed, and that was the same day that I was going to Detroit to record with my band, and I had no inclination of not going, and I just hoped that she was gonna be okay. Mm -hmm. 
and I think I saw her. I saw actually I saw her right after her surgery, and I I, I delayed it just a little bit <laughs> just to see her from the surgery, and then we dipped. Mm-hmm. And so just to make sure she was okay. Yeah, and so when I when she woke up for surgery, I saw her in the hospital, and then I I went and I got left the hospital, got in the car, I literally just l- went on our journey to Detroit to record. So that was that was my minor thing that I took. It wasn't really minor. I mean, it was pretty big. But you still kind of pushed through it, which is interesting, I guess, kind of going back and just talking about taking time. You know, if you, if you, I don't know, I guess there's a lot of different versions of taking time, right? There's something like what he, what, like, I can never say his name right. Kyrie? Is that it? Kyrie, yeah. yeah. Kyrie. I mean, this was, how many games did he miss? Seven or six? Yeah, seven games. Seven games. Mm-hmm. So that's seven weeks? Do yeah. they play a game each week? I think so, seven. Yeah. I mean, that's a long time. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, what it was that he was going through. But it's just interesting taking time for yourself, I guess, even throughout the day. But then big, huge gaps like that. And I know somebody asked him if he was working out at home or if he had, like, a facility or something that he was working out in. Um, because seven weeks is a long time to stop. Yeah, especially for the NBA. Um, and I guess that kind of goes f- back to you as a professional, you know, just, you know, trying to build up that professional like portfolio. And w- do you deem any kind of time to stop? Or do you just, you know, t- think about like taking a break or anything? I like mean, I guess that takes it that, you know, thinking about it like that, that takes p- really big presidents, right? Presidents. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, all those guys are there from thousands of hours of like just nonstop work. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he literally took like, multiple games off mm-hmm. for family it's like unheard of it's mm-hmm. like crazy like the amount of things like you know some some players nfl players play through their children being born yeah you know they play through their their mothers dying you know like they you know it's, it's just crazy i don't know it's yeah and i wonder if we'll ever find out about him i mean I, if you take a day off of work and like doing music do you f- what do you feel like do you feel like refreshed or do you feel like you're you're missing out. I feel I feel pretty. I guess I'm a little more refreshed, depending on how I ended the the session. Did I leave the song better than how I first started it? Yeah. Um, I don't. So yeah, I mean, I guess if that if the case is yes, then yeah, I do feel good. Yeah. Like, I feel really good with my song right now, so I'm happy kind of all over. Yeah. You know, it's weird, right? Like, when I know I have a, I'm in a good place with my music um, or song, like, kind of like anything that I'm doing is just always elevated with a highlight of, like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like going to the gym or playing video games. Yeah, it just feels like better. Yeah. Like, it's okay. You died. Yeah. Fuck it. I got a good song. Let's go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I guess, um... And just having, because for me, I'm a, like, I feel good. And it's interesting because, like, last week I figured out how to do something. And I was really happy. And it took me, it took me all day to figure out how to do it, like, the, the social media stuff. And and I did, like, one video. That was, like, my final thing is just fi- finalizing this one video. And then I stopped. And I was like, all right, like, you did good. Like, let's go have lunch. Let's watch a little bit of this movie. Let's chill out. And then talking about it now, like, I haven't even gotten back to it. Because other things have come in up have come up but 
you know, just kind of taking a break and like when to keep going to get that, uh, what is that, like not longevity, not stability, I can't think of the word right now, the momentum, to keep the momentum up, right? You don't want to stop. Um, yeah, speaking of that, that, that's interesting too. And now you're talking about that. I remember watching an interview from an old band that I used to love called Born of Osiris. And one of their um, foundation guitarists, Lee McKinney, um, was having an interview and with somebody. Um, and they asked a question about like, ha- so in his first album with his band, it, he was very melodic, very good, very talented. But his second album after that mm-hmm. was like extremely good. Like mm-hmm. he was soloing, he was sweeping, it was ridiculous. And they would ask him like, yo, like how, I'm curious, like how, how, how did this come about? Like, you mm-hmm. know, like this first EP was great, you know, like the album was great, but this one was just like next level, so good. And he was like, yeah, like, you know, like I, I spent a lot of time um, just practicing my guitar, just practicing. And what what's funny because back in the days I would, you know, write a really great riff and I'm like, all right, nice. I wrote a really great riff and just kind of like stop. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't do, what I did do now is like, I'll write a really great riff and then I keep going. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because sometimes it would, it wouldn't stop. Like you would just, you would just get on this r- wicked tangent of mm-hmm. like just greatness. But then some days you would just like get that peak and then it would just be nothing but downhill. Mm-hmm. But some days it would be nothing but downhill, but I keep on going until it just, I brought it even further up. Yeah. And so it just redeemed itself. And other days it would just keep going down, 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 But down. it's so unpredictable. I know. But but it, he was talking about like ha- like maximizing that time and just being just, just on average not getting up mm-hmm. even when he felt in a good place. Yeah. And that I think that he credited that to him creating such great songs for his follow-up album with his band. So it was really interesting to yeah. hear. Yeah. I feel like... um. Now that you're talking about that, too, I feel like we don't give ourselves enough credit sometimes. You know, sometimes you'll be working, you know, from maybe five to eight. And you're kind of like, I don't, not really happy with it. But it's interesting, too, because you had to maybe not have a very good session and then only to have maybe a better session when you get home from work. You know, you had to have that, that bad day in order to have a good day. And I think just thinking about that contrast, um, because you're not, not every day you're going to have that momentum. You know, and what I've been starting to do is I've been starting to write things down like this is what I did this morning. And then I can look back at the end of the day and, and think like, OK, maybe I didn't get that post out or maybe I didn't get that email written or whatever. But I can look back and I can say, oh, my God, that's why you did so many things this morning. You burnt out or, you know, whatever it is to just kind of remind yourself like you're, you're doing a lot. And I think it's just I think a lot of people are just really hard on themselves. Yeah. I'm really hard on myself. I know. <laughs> Shit. There's like no talking you down once. Yeah. Once you're kind of in a just in a funk. Just let the process be. Just yeah. Just beat myself down again and again and again and again. <laughs> <laughs> um. Because that's I don't know. That's just my thing. That's yeah. But it works. Yeah. That doesn't really work for me. I get like too like in my head. I'm like, wait, what? And uh, I just start questioning things. Why? Am <laughs> I hear. <laughs> what is the meaning of life? Yeah. I guess it's just really good to just have like a good group of people around you too to be able to talk these things out. Like this, this is really cool. And like sometimes, like I was as I was getting ready for this today, I was thinking like, damn, I might look back on this and like want to delete absolutely every single episode because I'm embarrassed because of what I said or I said like too much or I said um too much or something. Uh, but I guess it's just kind of cool and it's 
you know, it's like you're sharing your thoughts and yourself with the entire world. But the cool thing is, as like I'm, I'm sitting next to you and I feel safe and like able to talk to you about things. You know, whether somebody else takes it another way is, you know, how they take it. I can't control that. But an example today was, well, I was talking to a friend about this on Monday, but an example of like having a safe space. So I'm in that Peruvian book club and somebody accidentally called the entire group over Facebook and I got scared. I looked down on my phone and it's like, you know, they're having a phone call and I was like, oh man, like something must have really bad, like something happened. And so I answered and everybody's on, there's maybe like six, seven of us on and like everybody's smiling. They're like, yeah, this was an accidental call. And, and then I was like, oh man, I thought something, I thought I was an emergency and that's why I picked up. And all the other girls are like, me too. I thought something was like really wrong. But we stayed on that call for like That's an hour and so a half today. funny. Literally, I do not. When somebody calls me, I just, this is literally, literally me. <laughs> I just look at it. <laughs> I don't know why. I, it, the thought that something's wrong just never goes through my mind. No really? Idea. Yeah. And it's just funny how like, <laughs> you have like five, six, seven other g- women who think the same thing. Like, oh my God, what's wrong? So yeah, but it turned out to be like a really good thing. And it was nice because we were all laughing about it. And we were just saying like, this is, that's super cool. Like just in case one of us are like, having a bad day or whatever, we can count on each other to pick up right away. And I just thought that was cool to kind of have that space. It's called. Oh my God. The toast got stuck in the toaster. <laughs> I need your help. <laughs> not even. But don't you think, I don't know, this is just kind of like a personal thing, but don't you think that if you're in trouble and you need somebody, like, w- wouldn't you want them? I don't even think about that, to be honest. Yeah. Like, those scenarios don't went through my mind. It's like when it happens, it happens, I'll take care of it. Yeah. I don't know. It's so silly. It's so, s- when I think about it, like, oh, so... I feel like it's just kind of how you were raised, though, because you didn't have, like, people around you necessarily. It was just kind of you and your mom. And so by a chance, or there wasn't really any kind of scenarios where she maybe needed you more than you needed her. So she was always there no matter what. Yeah, except the time where I got jumped and I was, was like, bleeding, like, profusely all over my face. But I'm sure if you called her before that. What? I'm sure if, like... If she would have known, she would have been there. But the part, but the interesting thing is, no one knew. That's true. And I was just walking, like with like l- in a daze, completely shell shocked, just like walking with like my my like shirt over my like just like. I. I think I think I could make it to the subway. It's just three blocks. I'm just gonna start walking. Do you like so that that was a scenario of like how I handled an emergency. Yeah. I, I had my phone too. Yeah. I didn't even think about calling anybody. I think, like you said, you were in shock. Yeah. Especially because you had to get stitches, right? You know what's crazy? Just thinking about that and how many times, like, people say that when they get in a horrible, like, thing, like, a... They get shot or something? Yeah, they just keep running for... Mm -hmm. I don't know why. They just are like, I can just... I I just thought that I just walked to the hospital. I thought that I could just, you know, that's what I thought. Yeah. I'm just going to take the subway to the hospital. And it'll be okay. Yeah. Only for somebody to stop you. And be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are you... Sit down. Oh my God. Who? who stay right there. And I, like, I was like, completely like in shock. Like, it was just, I didn't even realize what was going on. Yeah. Then they called the ambulance. Yeah. And that was that. <laughs> the other teacher came. I was like, Oh my God, Sam, what happened? Who? And then he's like, oh, Sam. And I'm like, What? <laughs> what? Oh hi. Because <laughs> like, damn. I don't want someone to just see. Embarrassing. Me. 
What? Blood everywhere. Embarrassing. What happened? How old were you? I fell. I was 18. Oh. I was in, I was older. Yeah. For some reason, I thought this was when you were younger. No. Huh. <laughs> Talking shit at 18, get yourself jumped. Yeah. I fell. <laughs> you fell? Yeah, it's just fence over there. It's pretty rough. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, fuck, man. Ain't no snitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I kind of love how we always we start on one topic and it always kind of like goes places. So if you're still listening, thanks. <laughs> yeah, appreciate you hanging on for this long. Yeah, and that if just you like this video. Just wait, <laughs> there's more. Anyway, for real. Sorry, I just saw that on a YouTube. That I, like. <laughs> I don't know if you guys like the Rich Eisen show, but he's pretty cool. So that's what he says. Yeah. He's like, guess what? You just watched the end of this video. You know what that means? Like down below. And guess what? There's more. And he just like points up there. Because you can move that little like next video around. Uh, yeah. <laughs> on YouTube. But yeah, on a serious note, I guess. Kind of just wrap it all up. Uh, I just really appreciate everybody who kind of tunes in every week. And it's really nice to kind of see the numbers. Like they go up and down. And to kind of see what people like. And it's really nice to kind of have this archive of what's going on in our brains and sometimes we get on here and we're like what what should we talk about you know and it's like you could talk about like anything in the entire world and so it's kind of nice to relate things to kind of what's going on in this world how we're feeling and it's really cool to have everybody along on this ride with us yeah and i would love if you know you guys comment you know let it let us know anything you want to talk about or want us to talk about i would love personally like love to hear your guys's feedback it would really mean the world to me um you know, we're always open. You know, you can always message us. Um, just chat. You know, I want to know what you guys think. All yeah. the links will be below. Yes. <laughs> so with that being said, uh, was that good morning, good night, and good evening? Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> it, was a, it was a show if you can name that show <laughs> but um that's what his tagline was oh um, really yeah it's like good night good morning good night and good no good morning was good this night. a news yeah okay yeah i think i've seen that yeah so is that yours now no 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 Scooping I can't it? Take that. but i i am i will figure out my own soon enough um so yeah with that being said uh have a good night or good morning or Good afternoon, and we'll see you next time on Life of the Lost.